To the extreme ECW live cast, and this week is a special episode. This is our third ECW Supercard special, and this one is called "The Night the Line Was Crossed" from February fifth of nineteen ninety four. I'm Mike Crew, along with JV. JV, how's it going? It's going well, man. Looking forward to this one. We've been setting this one up for a little bit. Um, looks like this is where things are going to get really crazy. So. Yeah, it's a big build-up. A little optimistic here. All right, this is considered to be one of the big shows, one of the big supercards that kind of sets ECW on the path to becoming extreme. And we're not quite there yet. That's going to happen in August, but here we are in February, and it's one of the big matches, one of the more memorable matches. So we're going to watch that. That's the main event, and it's kind of a double main event. It's Shane Douglas versus Sabu for our number one contenders match and the winner will face Terry Funk and you know historically we know at this point that it becomes a triple threat match with all three of them involved but that's the setup that we have here and that's supposed to be this great memorable match that kicked off what is known as extreme championship wrestling so we'll see how good it is when we get to that match it's gonna run the course it's gonna be a lengthy match so we're gonna we're going to have to <laughs> hunker down for that match when it comes to it. But we got a little tease not that long ago on a previous episode with Shane Douglas and Terry Funk going to the time limit. So here's another one. <laughs> so that's what they're going with there. They're, they got their extreme shit going on in a sense, but they also got some lengthy match matches going on here. So that's what we're going to get into here. On this big super card. And this one's actually available on the WWE Network. So we don't have to deal with Daily Motion anymore. We don't have to deal with shitty audio, hopefully. I, I, I've i watched a couple of minutes of it. I think the audio is fine. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see once we click play. <laughs> but that's what we have in store for you. So we're, we're taking a break from ECW Hardcore TV. And we're going to February 5th, 1994 for this, the night the line was crossed, which wasn't named that at the time because nobody knew the line was going to be crossed at that point. But that's what it's called now. So that's what it's known as on the network. And on our last episode, two weeks ago, we covered February 1st, uh, February 1st and the 8th. So we did get beyond this show. So some of what we covered last time may actually be mentioned here. Such as the awesome promo that we played last episode with Shane Douglas and Terry Funk. 
mm-hmm. that is going to originate from this show. Then also a few things like Mike Awesome, 911's debut as 911, not just Sabu's handler. That all happens here too, so we'll see that again, plus some other matches. So how we're going to do is we're going to watch the undercard first, we'll take a little break, and then we'll get to the main event matches, which is that number one contenders match and the world ECW championship match. All right, so let's get into it here. So thanks, guys. Thanks, BTT Army. This is a BTT Army exclusive just for you. We've been putting out a couple here and there for everybody to get a little taste of the Extreme ECW livecast, but this is just for the BTT Army. So thanks, as always, for being part of the $5 tier on Patreon.com and supporting us and clicking play on JV and I's ECW livecast. So thank you very much for that. Spread the word about it, too. Let all the other people in the BTT Army know about it. Like, shit, we got another legit show here. And things are getting hot in ECW, so check these guys out as we bring it to you every two weeks in a watch-along format. And if you want more of us besides that, we have another show. It's called The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, The Career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we are, this week, currently 66 episodes in chronologically. We're actually up to 94 episodes because we do watch-alongs and we do top five Stone Cold moments of 96, 97, 98. And then coming soon, 99 slash 2000. So that's coming up. So we have numerous episodes available for you to just go dive in. It's all free. So just search Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. And this week on episode 66, we're covering October through November of 2000. And Stone Cold is just coming off dealing with Rikishi. And The Rock is going to start to get involved a little bit. And also Triple H. So. Stone Cold's back after being on a hiatus for a little short period after getting hit by Rikishi. And he's going to mow through Rikishi and then get back to the top of the card again. (laughs) So that's what we're into right now in October through November of 2000. So check us out there on the Bottom Line Wrestling cast. Now, let's get ready for the night the line was crossed. So like I said, this is on the WWE Network. And it's pretty tricky to find because... When you go to ECW Supercard shows, it's not in order. I don't know if you found that as an issue, JV. Unless you just like search for it. But no, it did take me a while to find it. At first, I wasn't sure if I was in the right place. But as I scrolled, you know, to the right, I noticed it was kind of more towards the end. So I don't know if it's yeah, it's just out of order. Uploaded it rather than date. Yeah, it's some kind of issue like that. So when you go to in ring. You go to ECW, they have that section. Go to ECW Supercards, and then you'll notice right away it has all the 93 stuff now that we covered already, like the Ultra Clash, Summer Sizzler, Spectacular. But you're going to have to click through, like JV said, keep clicking to the right, and it's going to be mixed in with like 95 and 96, I believe. So the date will be right. It will still say February 5th, 1994. The night the line was crossed, 1994. So find that. It's two hours and seven minutes. So get to that. We're going to start right from the top at the zero mark. So find your spot there and pause. Pause us right now if you need to to get situated. And then, like always on these watch alongs, I'll give a countdown. I'll go three down to one, then say play. 
And when I say play, we'll all click play. All right, and JV, you're all situated, right? Yes. All right. Three, two, one, play. All right, and here's our president, Todd Gordon. Before we get too, uh, you know, deep into this, let's do a let's do a time count. Okay, I'm at uh, 15, 16. 16. All right, 17. we're dead on. Okay. All right, so Todd Gordon is cutting this promo as if this event already happened. And he's just saying, this is the night the line was crossed. As he, he looks like he's in, like, True Detective on HBO, sitting in the detective's office <laughs> with a map of the United States behind. The only thing missing is the little pins that say, oh, where the serial killer went next. And <laughs> what a shitty little office. All right, but here we go. We got the opening match. It's Wildman Salvaloma versus the Roughneck, Mr. Hughes. And here's Sal Baloma, one of the big fan favorites of the time. Yeah, they love him. Well, he does have a lot of charisma, so I can yeah. just kind of earn it. And he deserves this open spot. He's been with the company even before ECW officially started. When it was Tri-State Wrestling, and he was right on the first episode, I believe, that we covered. So he's probably been doing this territory for a while. Yeah. Makes sense. And even back in his time in the early 80s, he was doing a lot of the house shows and TV tapings for WWF that came out of Allentown, Pennsylvania. So he gets a lot of airtime on early WWF because they did most of their tapings in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So he was like a consummate jobber. <laughs> He hasn't changed much. He's still pretty much a jobber, but he has a character, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know, he gets a crowd reaction. Great great guy to open a show. Yeah. What's he throwing? I don't know. Can't really tell. Maybe Is that toilet paper? Because that's very <laughs> valuable in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Today in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Might as well be paper. gold. Yes. To think of all the toilet paper that's been wasted on Halloween. Yeah. God damn. But here's the roughneck coming out with Jason. Oh, Jason just oh, got smashed with popcorn. Just got whacked. With, oh, was it, I thought it was a beer or something. <laughs> I think it was popcorn. Why is he wearing a choker? Ah, uh, maybe it's a thing at the time. But that doesn't make sense to me because. That would have been a bitch thing to do. Or girl thing to do. Part of my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason looks like he's from like the nineteen fifties with that white when that yeah, white he jacket. He has got a little black bow tie on. Is he gonna sing? Yeah, no shit. So we got two brutes here in the ring. We got the rough neck. Ooh, I didn't realize that was his nickname. I mean, maybe I did, but... I know they've been playing the song... Got a rough neck. Guy got a rough neck. But... I didn't know they associated that with Mr. Hughes. He's the rough neck. 
Mr. Hughes. Busting out of that. How how does he feel comfortable wrestling in that? Jeez. Yeah, it beats me. Are those wrestling boots or those legitimate like loafers? I can't tell. I have to see if it ride if this pant leg rides up while he's wrestling. Look how little Sal's legs are. <laughs> how skinny those we got those teeny weeny legs. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Pull those knee pads up. They're supposed to help you look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that ever pulled that off, I think, is Ric Flair. Yeah. Having the knee pads down below the knees. He'd pull them up before he did like a knee or something. Yep. I think if I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah, whenever he would, the guy would be in the middle of the ring, he'd drop the knee, like, it would look like it hits him in the head, but he would drop the knee on the side of his head, but it really be yeah. his, like, not his ankle, but just above the ankle hitting. But yeah, you're right. Alright, so here we go, we got a slow start here. And from what I've looked into about this show... Is that it has that appeal, like I said at the start, of being one of the big shows that really kicks off ECW because of the main event. But many people that have gone back and reviewed it and talked about it like in recent years, within the last 10 years, say it doesn't live up to the hype. <laughs> but who knows? It's... We're going to watch it anyway. Yeah, we're watching it anyway. And we've been watching along from the start of ECW Hardcore TV. So I bet most people that reviewed it just jumped to this show. And have no idea of who these characters are. What's been going on. Like we do. So I think we're a better judge. Because we've fucking sat through the last 40 some odd episodes <laughs> of Hardcore TV leading to this. So fuck what they have to say in their review. This is the bottom line review on the Extreme ECW Livecast. Well, I don't have any great expectations for this match, though. <laughs> I would imagine Mr. Hughes would win. You would think he would. Yeah. Because he's the new guy on the scene. But that might not mean shit. Who kicked out of the nuts by Sal Baloma. What's Sal? Look at Sal Baloma's boots. I didn't even notice that. What are those? Is that what you were talking about? What do you mean? No, I thought those were knee pads. No, look at Sal's boots, though. Oh, yeah. What are those? Yeah. No, I was talking like, about... Um, you were talking about Hughes Mr. before, Hughes's, right? yeah. Yeah. Look at Sal's shoes. Those are like fucking... What are those? They kind of look like... Those are like Oaks. the old people. They're like old people with <laughs> the big white shoes. Mall Walker 3000s. Yeah, this is like comfy shoes. <laughs> Do my lap around Sears 600s. <laughs> All right, so Jason interferes there. Distracts Sal. Nothing really changes in the match at all because of it. Oh, we got a shitty-ass slam. That was shitty. No That bite. was horrible. That's when you pick him back up and do it again. And do it right. <laughs> But 
he took oh, the win geez, yeah. because he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know it's better to just look good rather than get a win. Yeah, Balam, Sal did not make him look well. I don't know whose fault it was there. I think Sal's kind of a big guy. He probably could have helped him out a little there. But I think knows? it was Jason getting involved there that kind of screwed up the momentum. And they knew the yeah, spot right. that they wanted to do, but it just got rushed. So it got fucked up. And then still, Jason walks to the back and gets popcorn thrown in his face again. Nobody likes Jason. <laughs> so we got a dog collar match. Yeah, dog collar match. Sandman and Tommy Cairo. The Hitman, Tommy Cairo. Against Pitbull. And our least favorite man, Rockin' Rebel. Boo. So here they come out. I didn't mean to boo these guys. I meant booing it. Rock and Rebel. <laughs> for Cairo and Sandman here. Yeah, me too. Sandman's back to his surfer gear. He had changed his gear slightly the past couple weeks. Yeah. Well, he's going back to his oldie but goodies, I guess. It's a big show. I gotta wear this. <laughs> hey, let's not forget Joey Styles on commentary. Didn't mention him, but we can't forget about him. Doing a great job on commentary. Is he commentary. alone again? By himself, yep. Yeah. By himself. And that's that's the tough thing Pitbull about doing the, the watch alongs is that we don't really get to hear him and we don't really always watch ahead of time, so we don't know how great his commentary is, but to be able to do the job that he does, he's doing a damn good job. It would be nice to comment on some of the things he has to say, but we don't always hear it. Is that Jason again? What the fuck? Jason changes outfit. So obviously there's some kind of time difference. And what we're watching is the... It's the ECW home video version of the show. Which means that it's just edited to shit. They recorded it, they broke it down, they sold it to the people of Philadelphia that watch ECW Hardcore TV. So this is the version we get, so Jason is back out there, back-to-back -back matches, he has the costume change, and the tightest fucking pants ever on. Why would he have to change from what he was just doing? He's out there with Mr. Hughes. Now he's out there rocking Rebel and Pitbull and he has to have a different outfit on? Makes no sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. He kind of changed quick, though. That's what I'm saying. It's probably like a 10-minute break. And they edited it in. Yeah. No, edited it out, I mean. Right. All right, so we start with uh, Pitbull and Tommy Cairo. And geez, right from the start... Tommy Cairo tosses Pitbull out of the ring and has him hanging by his neck in this dog collar. And the referee's not trying to do jack shit. Doesn't care. Guess he's being lenient. Referee discretion. Also, I think it's good to note, out, note that we are in the ECW arena, as usual. And it's a sold-out crowd of, I think, about a thousand. Oh, someone just gave Pitbull a chair. Oh, shit. It. That was great. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Finally, some hardcore. 
Yeah, fan interaction, given the... Well, the heel. Actually, given the heel, the, the chair. <laughs> Shit, there's like a 10-year-old in the audience over there. Sandman almost wrapped up in a chain. Oh, Sandman gets whipped over the guardrail. I like this, though. I like how Rock and Rebel and Sandman are tied together because that's the real feud. Rock and Rebel has pulled a lot of bullshit with Peaches, which is Sandman's wife. Yep. New sidewalk slam. Or side slam, whatever the fuck it is. Nice move. Yeah. I call What's it sidewalk the difference between that and a sidewalk slam? Is you usually catch the guy off the rope for it to be a sidewalk slam? Oh, oh no. I, well, sidewalk slam would be more like what Mr. Hughes tried to do. Ah, okay. Like the big boss man slam, the sidewalk slam. Rebel effectively using the collar here. And they're back yeah, outside the ring. I'm pulling on him. <laughs> I like I like seeing the pitbull here at this point. It seems so early because he becomes a big fixture in ECW the next year, 95. But he's here as a single when he becomes a great tag team with pitbull number two is going to come in. How lame is that, though? For Like, this is Pitbull, and then they're going to give him a partner. It's like, ah, I guess you're Pitbull number two. <laughs> so that downgrades who the Pitbull is. It's like, hey, I was the fucking Pitbull. Now I'm just Pitbull number one. Now I suck. <laughs> now I have no original character. Like, couldn't it be like, I'm the Pitbull and that's the Doberman or something? <laughs> and we're, the, we're like the, the dogs Pitbull or something. Pitbull and Rottweiler. <laughs> yeah, Rottweiler and Pitbull. Junkyard dogs. <laughs> All right, so they worked their way back to a scary area <laughs> where it's just tables. It's uh, the Dudley Boy's dream back there. Tables after tables, and even a scaffolding. Oh, wow, table broke. Backdrop from Rock and Rebel to Sandman. Sandman busts through it, and then we got action still going on in the ring. So there's action going on outside the ring that means shit because it doesn't lead to a win. So it's kind of all about what Pitbull and Tommy Cairo are doing. Tommy Cairo are doing, yeah. Because they're the only ones trying He's to... going for the pin here. You know, nope. Tommy Cairo kicking out. Plenty of time to kick out there. Yep. Now, Tommy Cairo, at this point in what we've covered, he's a pretty solid star. He's been a champion, a tag champion, TV champion. Not a TV champion. Let me correct myself. He was a Pennsylvania State champion. I don't know what happened to that title. <laughs> Tommy Cairo had it. All right, now they're all back in the ring. And I'm enjoying this. Yeah, it's not nothing that special, so but it's just just a bunch of action going on. I like the Rock and Rebel to get fucked up by the end of this match. So, <laughs> if that doesn't happen, then I'm not happy with the outcome. <laughs> I'm with you there, bro.
Oh, yeah, there we go. Rockin' Rebel didn't get fucked up, but Tommy Cairo got the pin on the Pitbull with the help of Sandman. Oh, now Rockin' Rebel. Is... Jeez, you gonna hang him? Jeez, now he's gonna get some post-match heat here. This could have been Not the time. Cool, man. No, this could have been the time where you end the damn feud with Rock and Rebel. Like Sandman fucking hangs his ass. So Sandman's tied up there. Rock and Rebel joins Pitbull for more double teaming on Tommy Cairo. This is definition of 50-50 booking. You get Sandman, Tommy Cairo win the match clean, basically, and then the heels come out on top in the end. Do the damage. So nothing actually happened here. <laughs> and that's what they always say is Joey Styles just said, We haven't heard the last of this. <laughs> I wanna hear the last of it. It's a big show. End it. <laughs> I wanna see new shit yeah, on this TV. This supposed to be like a season finale, you know? Right. Alright, so the next match is the public enemy versus the Bruise Brothers. Which is Ron and Don Harris, who later be known as Eli and Jacob Blue and Eight Ball and Skull in the WWF. So another tag team match here. Now I'll root for the public enemy here. Rocco Rock, my uncle, and Johnny <laughs> Grunge. Everybody's favorite yeah. uncle, Rocco Every Rock. Yeah, everybody's uncle, Rocco Rock. <laughs> That's my uncle, Rick. <laughs> Nothing like a 42-year-old doing a solid patch or whatever the fuck it was called, the cabbage <laughs> patch, <laughs> and then showing his ass to the crowd. <laughs> Johnny Grunge. My, my uncle Tony. <laughs> Everybody has an uncle like Rocco Rock. Yeah. He definitely looks like a Tony and a Rick. <laughs> hey, so before this match really kicks off, we just had that match with the Rock and Rebel, and... You know, it always reminds me of Chris Benoit because their stories are similar. And even on the WWE Network, when you go to this match, it won't say the Rock and Rebels in it. It'll just say Tommy Cairo and Sandman are in action because they won't say Rock and Rebels in it because of what he did. Which is very similar to what happened with Chris Benoit. That there's a show on on cable called The Dark Side of the Ring. And there was a season last year. Do you remember that, JV? Dark Side of the Ring, the documentary I, series? Yeah, but I never watched it. No? I know you and Brian have talked about it all the time. I just never get around to watching it, unfortunately. Uh, so l last season they had about six episodes, but this upcoming week on March 24th, they're going to start the second season, and it's the Chris Benoit story. Oh. And it's on Vice. Vice Channel. It's fucking great. It's well done. They have Vice is known to have good good shit like that. Yeah, good documentary stories, yeah. and great production too, where they show footage of what looks to be like the wrestlers. But they found actors that you know look like the wrestlers, and they do it in a way where you can't really see it. It's all dark, yeah, dark yeah. side of the ring, but it comes off awesome. So. Almost like Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. yeah. Like when they reenactment. <laughs> exactly. It's all camera it, angles, man. It's funny you say that. I've been watching a lot of Unsolved Mysteries, too, oh, lately. What's that guy's name? Robert Stack. Yeah, yeah, Robert Stack. And that show, 
is available on a free streaming service called Pluto TV. They have a whole channel just Unsolved Mysteries. They play oh, nonstop. So sometimes when I'm like just in bed at like, you know, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever, I'll put that on. That just not help me fall asleep, but fucking to relax and just to hear that voice and <laughs> listen to a couple creepy stories and go to bed. All right, so back to the action. So it's just a fucking brawl going on here. They didn't even get into the ring. <laughs> they're, just, they're just brawling over the place. Rocco Rock is trying to climb up to the eagle's nest. Hanging out with one hand. Monkey. And one of the Harris brothers just wailing on Rocco Rock next to the snack bar refreshment area. Which, hey, is that a meat cutter? There's like a meat cutter right on the side there. Yeah, like a deli slicer? Yeah, deli slicer. What the fuck? They cutting meat over there? <laughs> That's at the refreshment center? Yeah, this is before, the, you know, they pre-made fucking sandwiches. Now they, they used to make them on the spot. What do you want? Take it from the counter. Hey, can I have a... Uh, Which turkey? We got four different pines, bro. Can you get it thinly sliced? Fuck off, buddy. I have a number number four slice, please. Yeah, like you know what that is. All three machines are different, you fucking moron. It's all calibrated differently. <laughs> Big scoop here. No, oh, no. I still do know. When I go to, like, Walmart, a stop and shop... If I want cheese, I say I want 20 slices because I know that should come out to about a pound. A pound. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, just, it's just great, for our listeners, me, me and Mike worked at a meat market in high school for a few years. Oh, yeah. Meat market in Into deli, college. So. Into college. Yeah. yeah. Yep, meat market. Slicing deli meat. Yeah. yeah. Random, but um, not much going on in this match, so I'll just take <laughs> yeah. away a quick another story. But I was at um, Stop and Shop a few weeks back, and I was getting cheese. And the lady before me ordered her cheese thinly sliced. And I felt like saying, fuck you, lady, just for the guy that was cutting the cheese. Because <laughs> I could just tell, like, ah, cutting fucking cheese thin was the worst. Oh, no. She's like, it's not thin enough. Can you go thinner? I'm like, fuck, lady. Yeah, if it's too thin, you're not even going to be able to get it off the pile. Yeah. You're going to rip it. Well, I've got some weak chair shots here. Can't really see him because there's a fucking pole in the way. Right, it's like Fenway Park. Obstructed view. Unintended censorship. But they're doing a good job otherwise. Still hanging on to the action. But yeah, it's a street fight and they haven't made it out to the street yet. <laughs> I don't think they will. Yeah, so this is on ECW Home Video, as Joey Styles just mentioned. Yeah, we can't see any action going on here. We just know it's a brawl. It's Donnybrook. Johnny Grunge is bouncing around ringside. Oh, another fan hands a chair. <laughs> These fans don't want to sit down. They're just handing off their chairs. <laughs> now they gotta stand for another fucking hour and a half. <laughs> you lost your chair, bro, because you wanted Don Harris to whack Rock or Rock with it. Now you gotta stand up for the next hour and a half. Hey, we got a Raiders starter jacket. Yeah, Oakland Raiders starter jacket. This thing was fire in '94. <laughs> oh, we got the Eagles one over there. 
Yeah, a Broncos one at Link, right there. Oh, Florida Gators. Ugh. Oh, he's bleeding. We got blood. Busted open in this street match. This police officer that's clearing away yeah. from has like a nineteen eight, like eighteen ninety jacket. <laughs> like, what were you, an extra in Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. What the hell kind of jacket is that? <laughs> it's like double breasted. <laughs> Chill out, bro. Holy shit! He's walking the beat <laughs> with a with his fucking bully bat and one of those those high hats. <laughs> Alright, so Rocco Rock and one of the Harris brothers are walking up to... Yeah, they're right at the Eagle's Nest. They're right next to Joey Styles. Joey Styles' desk or table is fucked up. Look at Joey Styles losing his mind. There he goes. He's selling it big time. Only in ECW, nowhere else. Here in February of 94. February of 94, which would be just prior to WrestleMania 10, which was one of my favorite periods as a youngster watching wrestling. This is the build-up to WrestleMania 10. Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Bret Hart, hell yeah. So all of this that's going on here was not... For a while, that was like the best match ever. Oh my god, I, I still, it's still one of my favorite matches. I could put it on any time that I can't think of something to watch on the network. But, all right, I'll watch that match. <laughs> or even just put on that show. You can watch the ladder match, that match. I guess that's about it. But two great WrestleMania matches on 10. But still, such a downtime for wrestling in general. I think you could go back to WCW in 94 and find a lot better matches. And anything else going on. Yeah, I mean, jeez. I think they had better wrestlers there. Right. Overall. Yeah, that's the thing with the, the Bruise Brothers. is You never know who the hell's in the ring. So it's almost like a mass tag team. Where they can just switch in and out. You never know. It's like the Killer Bees. But here they oh, are. Oh, took two of them to pin. Did he get the pinfall? Oh, yeah, he got the pin. So, double pin. And the public so enemy continue to win. Racking around. There you go. All right, big win. Big, big win. We haven't seen much of the Bruise Brothers at this point. So, they're being brought in here to take a loss. We'll see if we get more of them down the road. They're basically coming out of Smoky Mountain Wrestling around this time. And I think they're probably heading to WWF not too soon after this. You can actually see their um, their racist tattoos. They have the, uh, <laughs> Comes the Nazi. They have the, the Nazi tattoos on their arms, which have to be covered up in WWF. Yeah, we move on now to Tommy Dreamer, who's going to go up against Superfly, Jimmy Snooker. Tommy's got pants on like he's in high energy, or the new foundation, <laughs> with Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart. 
But he's got his cool leather jacket, though. Oh, there's Hunter Q. Hunter Q. Bringing out the fake Snoop legend. <laughs> yeah. The bullshit overrated. legend. Overrated. Yes, Maybe the I thought overrated. this guy was awesome when I was a kid. Yeah, I can, because he jumped the top rope. <laughs> That's it. And we were able to see him down the street from our house. That's it. Like, oh, Snooker, cool. He didn't wear sh boots or shoes. Yeah. Barefoot. I wonder how many battles of athletes foot he had to deal with. <laughs> he just fucking, he, hope he owns Stockton, tough acting, ten acting. Tough acting, ten acting. <laughs> he has boots on, though, here in ECW, right? He does. But he didn't in WWF, right? No. Nope. He probably doesn't trust the, uh, uh, <laughs> the company. No way, brother. <laughs> Get my boots, brother. <laughs> now when uh, I gotta wear my shoes here, too dirty. Hunter Q the turd. From Fiji. I like this ring announcer. Me too. It's pretty good. Reminds me of Penzer. WCW. David Penzer. Classic wrestling. Is that his name, David Penzer? I think so. Uh, I don't remember. I know him by face. Yeah. So what the fuck is Hunter Q. Robinson? He's not even hyping anything up. He's just standing there like a fucking dillweed. Doing nothing. Just not even... He should be getting in the face of Tommy Dreamer right now, taking some heat and getting knocked out. And rolling out of the ring and causing Snooker to attack Tommy Dreamer. Like, that's managing a one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> <coughs> oh, I was meant to mute that. Take a Oops. fucking bump. That's all right. This is live. <laughs> I'm playing that game of, is it allergies or is it the coronavirus? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hunter Q is amped up, pissed off. I mean, not to make light, but in a situation like this, it's especially on Book of the Territory, Patreon, I mean, I guess we've got to make light at some time of this because we're all experiencing it. And that's yeah, it's current kinda, events. Right, it's current <laughs> events. The best way to deal with things sometimes is just kind of laugh about it. We're all hopefully taking it seriously. But you got to joke about it here and there. So that's why I I decided to ponder, what are we going to play for our music break? Are we going to play My Sharona? Yeah. <laughs> or it's the end of the world as we know it. We can play the coronavirus song. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Those hilarious. guys. I'm finna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Do you know the name of the... Whoever yeah, the I have fuck it that saved. Is. Yeah, All I right. have it saved. I can rip it. All right. But do you have it so we can say who it is before or after? Oh, it's no one famous. It's some, like, dude who just blew up off one song. Him and his friends made it as a joke. Ken Dog or something's his name? Kendall something. Like that. Yeah. Kendall Lamar? No. I think it is closely like Kendrick Lamar. It's like a ripoff. I was like, oh, is this Kendrick Lamar? And it's like, nah, it's fucking knockoff Kendrick Lamar. But anyway, it's it's a viral video. 
We'll play that during the break. Kendrick Lewis. Kendrick Lewis, okay. So we'll play that during the break. And they're not goofing on it. They're just, you know, they're actually pretty they're serious about it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. But they're putting out a good message, I guess. Yeah. The video we'll play does, that during does, the break. does the song a lot of justice, too. So maybe we'll, we'll, we'll have to link that out there on our uh, Twitter page, too. Yeah. At ExtremeCast. And I think we should either play My Sharona or End of the World by R.E.M. at the end. <laughs> yeah. You know, that works. Just to raise spirits. Yeah. We're all stuck in the house. So I know I'm stuck in the house. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. I don't think anyone is sensitive in the BTT army. Right. No, that's true. Everyone can take a fucking joke. Right. Yeah, they're probably calling us pussies for trying to take it too seriously right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking idiot. It's a hoax, you moron. <laughs> All right. Take that if you want. <laughs> this yeah. match, nothing has happened in this whole time. No, what the there's fuck been is nothing going on. going on. That's why we're not talking about it. Like, they're just standing around. I, it's, like, it's almost like we talked about it two weeks ago where there was the promo between Tommy Dream and Jimmy Snuka, and they both didn't know what the fuck to do. And here we are in a match, and they both don't know what the fuck to do again. I think Snuka is high on drugs. <laughs> And he just doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Why is this match taking so long? Substance abuse issue. Yeah. Look at him. He's all pissed off with the fans. Because they're booing him. Now Tommy Dreamer has somebody's fucking hat on. What the fuck is going on? Wow. Are they really spending this much time... On these four fuckheads in the front row. Yeah, it's weird. Tommy like, Dream's I'm like, hoping one of them is like an actual wrestler in the ring. Like, in the crowd. Now you got the now boring chance. Here or something. Now you got boring chance. Now Tommy's sitting in the front row. Like, I'm not going to wrestle him. Maybe he's just trying to show like he's the man of the people or whatever. Probably. They all have grease in their hair, so I guess he can relate. <laughs> yeah. but hey, so does Jimmy Snuka, so. This could go either way. Or maybe Jimmy the Snuka's is... got his... <laughs> Jimmy Snuka's glow is thick right now in his <laughs> yeah. hair. All right, the match starts here. Here we go. Finally. Grapple. Yeah, they get, they start off with a collar and elbow tie-up. Into a side headlock by Snuka. Talking shit to the same people still. Ugh. Snooker pisses me off. I'm all done with Snooker. Fuck him. Oh, there we go. Nice slam. Big slam. Another slam. Another good slam. And Snooker retreats outside of the ring. Like a little bitch. Like a cowardly heel he's supposed to be. Tommy Dreamer does the little Bret Hart thing. Sticks his arms out. Yeah, baby. <laughs> like the Fonz. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, I'm the hey. man. Oh, it's Snooker's going right back to this group of fans. In the bottom right corner. Fuck you, fuck you. Are they celebrities? Like, why are they getting so much attention? I don't know.
And what's funny to hear or read people talk about like modern day indie crowds just being a bunch of like thirty year old dudes in the crowd. Well, this is what's fucking happening here back in nineteen ninety four. So it's not anything new. People that love wrestling like it in their thirties and are gonna go to shows that they get entertainment from. That's what happens here in ECW and that's what a lot of independent shows and of course AEW provides today. And I don't know why wrestling fans would try to make fun of other wrestling fans. Like, <laughs> oh, you're a loser, 30 year old. Well, what are you? 30 year old loser. Yeah. Yeah, really, what are you? <laughs> you're another wrestling fan. They got WWE, WWE, blah, 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 whatever. It's like what you like, shut up. Alright, so the action continues outside the ring here. And this is a shitty match. <laughs> this is disappointing. Very. Snook. But I guess the thing we have here is that there's heat building outside the ring. So, but the character of Tommy Dreamer is supposed to be like this fan favorite guy, kind of, at this point. Where they, in one of his matches, he had a great match, or a solid match, and he ended up losing to Shane Douglas, I believe. And then the fans were like, given a standing ovation. So from there, what they might be doing here is having that group right there be like his solid supporters... To just kind of settle in that Tommy Dreamer is a fan favorite. He has this crowd behind him. Even though it's like fucking five dudes. It's kind of overkill and forced though, but... No, it is. It's like they suck at it. <laughs> like, that was Paul Heyman's idea. It's like, alright, we're going to get these guys. You know, that's going to be a big spot in the match. And it's going to come off as like, you're a big fan favorite and Snook is an asshole. Well, otherwise, how do you get a long match between these two? Like, how do you eat up time? Because... As we've seen, we're not really getting like... Well, I think Tommy Dreamer could have had a better match if they just wrestled instead of doing all that bullshit. I think Dreamer could have. I don't know if Snooker could have. Yes. Like, it's not like yeah, Snooker has okay. a buffet of fucking moves, you know? Oh, and there we go. Big splash. Oh! And he kicked out. Tommy Dreamer kicks, kicks out with a big splash. All right, so that's Wet a fucking Dreamer. big spot. Wet Dreamer in the background there. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tommy Dreamer kicks out. Snooker can't believe it. When's the last time somebody kicked out of the Superfly Smash? Splash. Snooker just can't believe it. The referee's like, hey, it was two. It was two. Snooker continues on, stomping at Dreamer. Now he's gonna grab him by the neck, put him in a rest hold. <laughs> Just like that, the match is slowed down. Slowed right back down <laughs> after a hot spot. But it makes sense. That's that's Snooker's move, so Tommy Dreamer shouldn't be just rolling out and doing drop kicks. Yep. But he survived it and kicked out. Just for a kicking out of that superfly splash, which no one else today has been able to do. Snooker turns down with an elbow. 
You would think if he's going to kick out of that, that he would make a comeback and win the match. But they might want to keep Tommy Dreamer still an underdog. Dreamer's still down. Snooker's going to try again. And he nails it again. Which, that move is impressive, but that's all he has. Yep. It's not covering him because he kicked out, so he's a little insecure maybe. Yeah. Insecure about the move here. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe Snooker's like, shit, have I lost it? How come Hunter Q. Robbins hasn't done shit out there? I mean, slamming on the mat, like, yeah, do it, do it. He's not even telling him, like, hit the splash again, like a manager would. Third splash. This is gonna be it, right? Come on. End this shitty match. There it is. God, that's over. It's over. Which... Why the fuck have Snooker? I mean, I guess they're building up sympathy for Tommy Dreamer. Since he's slightly a favorite, even though you got fans in the back calling him Wet Dreamer. <laughs> so maybe he is this kind of, at this point, like one of these baby faces they don't want to support. <laughs> even though they did from the start. Tommy Dreamer's busted open. Oh, yeah. The ref's out. So now they're going to try to get some baby face heat here. Uh, baby face love. Yep, so just. Dreamy here, who sold that well. Yeah. Kind of flapped like a fl flailed like a fish. It doesn't right? help when the person in the front row is clapping their hands. That sends a totally wrong message. So, Dream is taking that, taking those splashes. What they're trying to do is, like you said, JV is, give him that, that baby face spot. Oh, Todd Gordon tries to stop things here, but Snooker doesn't splash, but he comes down with a double axe handle onto Todd Gordon. So that's going to cost him some... Some money down the road. <laughs> hey, now you get a bunch of dumb fucks out here. You got Sal Baloma. And some nondescript guys. Maybe Tommy Cairo's one of them. Chad Austin, I think, is one of them. Suspended by the NWA. What? Yeah, so that's what... Why the NWA? Well, the NWA, yeah, they're associated with NWA now at this point. Ah, okay. I must have missed that. I forgot. So they're like the governing body of yeah. this Yeah, so they're just part of NWA now. All right, Snooker's walking off. Tommy Dream is beat down in the ring. I mean, I guess that's... Kind of cool storyline wise to create the situation where Snooker's now potentially going to be suspended. Tommy Dream has beat the shit. He's got the baby faces behind him. 
So they're trying to create a young upstart babyface. So I'm going to assume his ribs will probably be taped up next episode. <laughs> yeah, you would imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to the next match. It's going to be a tag team match. Kevin Sullivan and the Tasmaniac against the Sheik. Pat Tanaka, the Sheik. The Sheik at this point is like 66 years old. So don't expect him to be doing much in this match. But the Sheik is a hardcore legend in his own right. Who is big time promoter in Detroit for big time wrestling. Who's known for many bloody of matches. And he's the uncle of Sabu. And woman is in the house. And woman. This Taz spinning around. If you're going to beat Taz, you should be spinning a lot faster than that. Come on. <laughs> what the fuck is he Kevin doing? Sullivan. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan just knocking his knees. It's funny. Sullivan and Taz are like the same size little team. <laughs> Two crazy fucks. And here we have it. Oh shit. The fucking <laughs> the the set fell down. What the fuck is going on here? There's yeah, the sheik. Weird. That's the original sheik. Oh. He's just stampeding through. And that that's his thing. He used to like go through the crowd and like scare people. Oh, Patrick Tanaka. Oh, he's already here. in the ring. <laughs> It's even announces Patrick Tanaka. Alright, so I don't, I don't think the Sheik's going to do much here, so that's why Pat Tanaka starts the match with his purple t-shirt on. <laughs> Headbutting Taz. Concert t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Bon Jovi, 1993. World Tour. And Sullivan's fighting... The Sheik in the crowd. A lot of similar <laughs> matches on this card. Tag team matches where one part of the teams are in the crowd. The other half in the ring. That's Hold the up. Sheik in the crowd? He looks like shit. He does. Not Iron Sheik. I know. The, Sheik. I know. the Sheik. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And say, oh no, not that guy. <laughs> He's always like in decent shape. Iron Sheik. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sheik. Fuck, he looks like Kevin Sullivan's dad. <laughs> not what I was picturing when I saw him on the card for this match. No, like doing his former self no justice. Yeah, he's old. He's like, fuck it. I'm not going to change my look. I'm just going to yeah. do, <laughs> do the show as normal as I am. 
tough to call these shit show matches. Oh. Yeah, it is. Well, it's tough because they're in the crowd. You can't see shit. Right. That pole seem. It seems like there's a lot of high traffic in that particular area of the stadium where that pole is. Yeah. But right now we can kind of see it's getting a little brutal. I think someone's already bleeding. Stiff left hand there by the Sheik. Yeah, I think it's Kevin Sullivan. Oh, is it? I can't. But no, they Kevin look Sullivan's so similar. Yeah, Kevin yeah, yeah okay. So Sheik is busted open. Yeah, she's got the blue trunks. Yep. We got a one one legged Boston Crab here by Tasmaniac on Patanaka. And they got the Godera all the way up to the ring at this point. Everyone's got their cameras out. Yeah, the, the guardrail's a mess. Shit show. You got the big security guard. seems to be liking it, yeah. Shawshank himself. Yeah, and Shawshank, yep. I was talking about the big guy. Then the, uh, uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah. The other, oh, polo. shit. Oh, fire. Fucking fireball from the Sheik, which he's known for. Yep. And that's it. Fuck. Another fireball. Damn. the fuck happened? The Sheik. This is chaos. The Sheik was... One of the innovators of the fireball. And Kevin Sullivan would go on to use the fireball often, too. So, I mean, makes sense that they're both in this match together. Sheik and Sullivan still going at it. In the yeah, room. still going uh, at it. Still probably got more fireballs. Woman's ass looks great. Even in low quality. And she helps. She helps uh, Tasmaniac there. Hey, Marvin Martian shirt. <laughs> Marvin yeah. the Martian. Martian. <laughs> Back in 1994 when Warner Brothers cartoon characters were like the coolest thing. Yeah. How do they make such a huge comeback? Like on a pop culture stage in 94. I forget. Space Jam wasn't 94. That was like 96 or something. Yeah, it was like... But I know that kind of like... It's like right after the big thing. It's like, oh, this is yeah. cool again? Let's do Space Jam. I think they had the new Merry Melodies. I remember watching like the newer episodes. Maybe. I used to watch it with my grandfather. And I know there was... um into that. Not, it was the Looney Tunes Kids or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that too. I don't know if it was called that, but... It was like I don't think it was, but Animaniacs came out around the same time. Yeah. So it was like a whole one. Oh, maybe. Oh, actually, I know what it is. Six Flags, like that's right. Changed their whole uh, advertising, and had joined with Warner Brothers. Warner so Brothers. That, yep. Yeah. Right. So, so that became a huge thing to put out that merch. Sullivan is on his own. What's that? A stick? Yeah, it's a Singapore game. This, is, this is horrible. The past. I mean, this show. This card started off pretty well. I have mixed feelings about these latest two ma These last two matches. <laughs> yeah. So we had Tommy Dreamer versus Snooker. That sucked. Public Enemy versus Bruce Brothers. That wasn't anything great either. Sandman and Cairo against Rock and Rebel and Pitbull was pretty much like this match, but with dog collars. And the match prior to that was Baloma and Mr. Hughes, which is probably a better match. <laughs> but if I... I mean, that was... Here he is. Okay. But I guess I would go uh, dog collar match at this point. Just, JT, but, just new music for JT Smith? It's either new music or just WWE Network music. 
Alright, oh, yeah. I like right, this so generic ass shit. JT Smith and Mike Awesome. And it, this is one of the matches that we did cover on the last episode. So we saw this already. Who was it that corrected us on Mike Awesome not being around? Was it Rick Beebe? Yeah, Rick Beebe yeah. mentioned that Mike Awesome goes to Japan shortly after this. So that's why he doesn't... I guess he was making more money over there or something, he said. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that info, Rick. Rick. Yeah. That was kind of Rick with some good uh, good facts check it. Fact yeah. Checking. Oh, it's just great that he actually, you know, he listens to us and thinks about yeah. what's said. <laughs> It gives us some feedback, so thanks a lot, Rick. We appreciate it. But yeah, this is the same match that we talked about two weeks ago. This is the match where the ropes are going to break when Mike Awesome tries to jump off the top. So even this becomes a shit show, which could have been a great match. But it has to end on such a bad note. But poor JT Smith. like He's been like the hard worker. Who's taking the bumps off of the fucking eagle's nest. And... Yeah. Uh, I mean, even, even that clothesline. Holy shit. But there was another spot where he took a huge bump. And he's just going to get squashed <laughs> by this new guy that they're bringing in. But how can you not have this new guy squash anybody yeah. that he faces? And you got to put... I mean, JT Smith's one of their few good workers. Right. You kind of so, want him in there to put him over. Right, so put somebody solid with them that can take those suplexes like that and not land on their head and die. Because Mike Awesome might not totally know what he's doing either. He's big in Japan because he's big, not because he's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's a reason why in 1994, 95, why somebody this shape... Oh, fuck it! J.T. Smith into that Godrell. That's how you break and that, it That's only going to further prove what I was just about to say. There's a reason why somebody like him, 94, 95, doesn't get signed by WWF. And somebody like... Oh, fucking Waylon Mercy gets signed. Or <laughs> something like... Like, this guy had it all. But they knew better. Because he's probably not that good. Awesome chance. So I guess he's being called Awesome Mike Awesome, which I didn't realize. This is kind of redundant, but... It works. Yeah. Awesome Mike Awesome. Oh, JT Smith Whoa. did pull off the win. I Shit. did not see Get that, that coming. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. He did... Yeah, that's right. I didn't see that coming. Totally caught me off guard. Yeah, I, for, I forget about that. I just remember the end. Oh, powerbomb to the ref. Holy shit. And another one. I do have to say Mike Awesome is the best thing that's happened on the show, though. Oh, yeah. Bye. The powerbomb the ref. Spit on him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. This is the spot that we saw. Powerbomb's the ref twice. Now he goes to splash him. <laughs> <laughs> He tries to jump on the ropes and they break. Now <laughs> he looks like a big fucking dumbass. That's fucking awesome. That's Shockmaster-esque. Shockmaster-esque right there. And, and that's, yeah, it's his big debut. <laughs> He's gonna, he just, he just lost. And then he fucking takes it out on the ref. And fucking collapses the ropes. 
And now he's going to toss the fucking turnbuckle onto Recovered the ref. Well, I guess. He did. He's like, motherfucker, I guess I'm going back to Japan. Fuck this place. <laughs> Can't even get their ropes fucking settled. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, click pause there. And that's our undercard. So we're going to take a... I paused at uh, 56.15 if you just want to pause 56, there. 56.15? So same... Yeah. Okay. Just so well, we're on the same spot. When yeah, we, so uh, let me get there. All right, Nothing so... This guy with a red hoodie. Yeah. Hands in his pockets, it looks like on the side of him. Yeah, looking to looking to his uh his right. right. Yep. Yep. All right, so we'll pause there. We'll give you a new countdown when we get back from the break, but we'll take a quick little break here. We'll play our our coronavirus song for you during our little break, and we'll be right back with the the final two matches, which is the number one contenders match, and the winner goes on to face the ECW champion Terry Funk in the main event. So we'll get to that in just a moment. So be right back. Move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. Move. You got coronavirus. Ooh, shit. You got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. I'ma chill at the crib cause I'm safe here. I ain't even about to drink me a corona beer. I'm about to stay at the crib for about a year. And I ain't coming back out until this shit clear. I done bought me a mask and a lot of gloves. And I still feel like that is not enough. I ain't shaking no hands. I don't want to hug. Make sure you wash your hands with a lot of love. So if you got that CV, they gon' find you. If you coughing, I ain't trying to be around you. I ain't even trying to stand beside or behind you. I'ma try to help them motherfuckers find you. I ain't even about to hop on no plane. I ain't even about to stand in the rain. I ain't getting on no train. I ain't even about to drive in my lane. I'm about to stay in the house and play the game. Bitch. Ooh, bitch. You got coronavirus. Ooh, shit. You got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. Move, bitch. You got coronavirus. Ooh, shit. You got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. All right, we're back. Hope you guys enjoyed that little coronavirus song if you haven't heard it yet. But it's the coronavirus banger of the uh of the season <laughs> of the crisis <laughs> of the crisis season I'm sure there'll be more to come but that's the original and that's the viral video so it's it's tough to call it a viral video <laughs> when we're talking about coronavirus yeah right but I'm bummed. hope pun intended <laughs> all right so there's that hopefully that was a little bright spot made you laugh a little bit but yeah, we're all kind of stuck in here doing the same shit, and that's why you know we enjoy doing the podcast, and hopefully you enjoy listening to the podcast because you know there's not there's not much out there. <laughs> as long as people keep producing content like we are, that's going to help us get through this. But we're going to move on now to the second half of the show, which is going to be. Kind of imbalanced because it's only going to be two matches or what many would consider to be one match. 
and that is Shane Douglas versus Sabu for our number one contender spot for the ECW Heavyweight Championship against Terry Funk, and then that leads into the one of the very earliest triple threat matches. So we last left off right before the break. JV and I had situated ourselves at fifty six fifteen. Is that what you had, JV? Fifty six fifteen. Yes. Yep. All right. So you guys should be at fifty six fifteen. I'll give a countdown three down to one. When I say play, we'll click play, and then we'll continue on here with the night the line was crossed. Three, two, one, play. All right, here we go. Some music. Some like it's like a country bar. Yeah, Shane Douglas with sensational Sherry. Sensational Sherry. I can already tell she looks good. She's all ready to go here. They're bowing her hair. Yeah. Oh, Shane just like pinched her ass. She opened up the ropes for him to slide on in with his tassels. Got Terry Funk, the true living legend. Sign right in there in the front row there. Oh, Paul Heyman fucking slides right in. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking knocks the shit out of Sherry. Uh, <laughs> Paul Heyman knocks the shit out of Sherry with the cell Franchise phone. returns the favor. Or cordless phone, rather. Not a damn cell phone. I have to say that over and over again. And Sabu runs out immediately, and this kicks off the match. It's Shane Douglas versus Sabu with the number one contendership of the ECW title. To be defended against Terry Funk after this match. And we had a little disclaimer that just popped up on the network that this match would be shown in the best complete form possible due to the original production technical difficulties. Look how young Sabu looks compared to like... Yeah, he's not all beat up. Now. I'm sure he still has like a million scars, but... <laughs> yeah. Not three million like he has now. Yeah. <laughs> but I like his tights. he got a bright pink and he got he has green... And the camera angle sucks. You can't even see the suplex that Shane Douglas just dropped. Which is why WWF is, or WWE is probably putting that disclaimer. That the footage sucks. You can't see all the moves because the cameraman sucks. Well, what also seems to be missing is... Where the fuck's Joey Styles? Where's the commentary? Yeah, where is the commentary? It's, it's still on break. Did you not know we were back doing our thing? Yeah, shit. <laughs> Making our job hard, Joey. Background music. Our background audio right now is just oh. crowd music. Oh. Here he is. He's back. They fixed. <laughs> yeah, they fucked up. And now they got it back together. Shane Douglas. A vertical suplex from the outside on the ring apron to inside the ring. While Sherry and 911. Who's yet to be called 911 at this point is Sabu's handler. But we know. We yeah, know. we know it's 911. They're staring each other down. Alright, so Joey Styles is currently explaining that Sabu or, or Shane Douglas need to get past each other to get to Terry Funk. All right, so what Joey Styles just says kind of gives it away. 
Joey Styles just mentioned that if this match goes 15 minutes to a draw, then Shane Douglas and Sabu will both face uh, Terry Funk. It'll be a three-way match. That's the wrong way about going <laughs> on commentary. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Should have just left it at. All right, this is the number one contenders match. It's a 15-minute time limit. Just let it play out, and then at the end of the 15 minutes, when it's a draw, say, they're both in the next match, or whatever. You know, make it a big deal. Which I guess to the audience, it probably would be announced that way. But, yeah, because I'm sure they don't know. I mean, they don't right, they don't know, yeah. But on this home video, at least play it out that way. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, you know, basically we know this is going to go to a 15-minute draw, so... <laughs> Spoiler alert! It's nine one one on the outside. Yeah, so hopefully this is a nice fifteen sure, minute match. Coming around. Let's see. All right, so Shane Douglas is outside of the ring. Sherry's gonna try to help her man, Sabu. You would imagine he's gonna go flying out of the ring any moment. No way he doesn't. There he goes. Yeah, there he goes. And oh, he does a little baseball slide. <laughs> I love the baseball slide. It's a great move. <laughs> yeah. It always looks clean. Yeah, and as long as the guy bumps into the guardrail, too. All right, so Shane Douglas gets back into the ring. Sabu continues to work with Daisy. Body slam there. Oh, that sucked. Yep. Yeah, was, what was that? What the fuck? I mean, he, he made it work. He's trying to do a yeah. second rope moonsault, but landed on his back and then rolled over. <laughs> and landed. You, lose all, you lose all your force when you hit the mat first. <laughs> yeah, he landed on the mat and then did like a, a like a what do you call that? It's not a somersault, right? It's like a like a forward roll. Yeah, <laughs> like a forward roll. <laughs> a toddler roll. Yeah. And now we get some groundwork. The guy in the red on. in the crowd with the green hat on. See him with the mustache. I can't see him. Oh, the Marlins hat? No. Maybe. It's a winter hat. Oh, winter hat. Uh, right there, Bang. See how his arms are crossed? He's just rubbing, he's rubbing his mustache now. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. Like He's got a big so watch content. on. Yeah. Not even paying attention. Yeah. You know what the fuck's going on. Shane Douglas misses an elbow drop, and Sabu takes advantage by... Stomping on Franchise and putting him back into an arm lock. And, ooh, nice, nice hold here. All right, so Joey Styles just mentioned that Sabu has a lot of international experiences, which is what we've been showing in video packages week after week at this point with Sabu. But when Sabu came in here, Paul Heyman totally was pushing him to be the big star of this company. Along with Shane Douglas. So this is like his kind of wet dream at this point is to have <laughs> Sabu and Shane Douglas in this big match. And Terry Funk at this point is kind of a holdover because he was there from the start. He was there on episode one of ECW Hardcore TV prior to Heyman coming in. So while Funk is the champion, Funk is the guy that he wants to be able to use the pass on the torch of one of these guys to move the company to a new direction. 
Thanks for the history lesson. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm here for. <laughs> I mean that, not sarcastically. <laughs> what is this cool dynamic that we're going to see here? With Sabu, you have this. At this time, it's... You know, in 20, 20 years, listening to this, they all, well, Sabu, well, that's a typical type of wrestler jumping out of the ring. And, but not back in 1994. That was not <laughs> typical. No. And it's then like the prototype now. Right. So he was one of the originators of that. And, and also originator of violence because he would get bloody all the time. Go through tables. And go through tables for no reason. So he was one of the original hardcore and high flyers. But then you have Shane Douglas here, who's a solid technical wrestler and a pretty badass character, as we're going to see it in the post match when he cuts his promo. So you have that. But then you're also going to have Terry Funk in the mix, who's a fucking old school former NWA champion, who also He's steps not doing it up. anything to that wrist. He's doing more to his arm here, like in shoulder. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's all it's all wrist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have yeah three different styles almost. of matches. Uh, three almost different styles of wrestlers here. Almost a pinning predicament there. Shane yeah, that was. Shane Douglas, if you can lift them up. Oh, ooh. I, it looked like he was trying to lift them straight up vertically. Yeah, for like and a then drop them. slam or something. Yeah, or something like that, or drop them just back. But Sabu fucked it all up because he was cooperating because he's probably not that good of a wrestler. So I had no idea what was going on. Just tried to get out of it. Almost hurt himself doing that. So who's bleeding? I thought Shane Douglas was bleeding earlier in the mouth, but... I don't see it at this point. Someone just said, I, I, I guess you didn't sleep well last night. <laughs> Who the hell's saying that? that? <laughs> Sounds like Jay Sully. <laughs> it's like Jay Sully's just like right around the Eagle's nest behind Joey Styles talking shit to somebody. I guess you didn't sleep well that last night. Huh? It's amazing what you hear when you put headphones on to listen to this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you pick up every little sound. This is and how I watch TV, a lot of my TV and shit. Do you? Oh, it's yeah, because you watch it on computers. Yeah. Oof. Is a sh not a bad kick, actually. No, not bad. I don't know why my, my mouth was going to say shitty, but in my head was like, that was a good kick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sabu kind of looked shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think Douglas was fine. That seems like one of those spots where, hey, we fucked that last one up. I'm going to do this to you again so you get in the center of the ring where you're supposed to be. And I do this cover here. See? Yeah. Right, because that was supposed to set a spot where Paul gets involved. We got 9 one what is That's fucking a cameraman. Look at that jacket. And Sabu now going to work on that arm. Douglas catches him. Does he? 
This match alone, I, I enjoy it. It's not bad. No. It's the best match we've seen I, yeah. the whole show. I mean, it's a lot of wrist holds, I guess, but... Yeah. It's kind of Sabu that kind of hits, like, a nice spot in the corner or something. Yeah, there needs to be something big here. They're doing the countdown to the end of the match. Less than four minutes remaining. So, things need to pick up speed here. Pick up, yeah. We get some close pinfalls, I think, here. Alright, so Franchise is going to send Sabu outside onto the floor. And Chain Douglas is going to take a breather. No, he's going to go right out there and continue on the attack. But he's going to watch out. You can see a 911 out there. Paul Lee's out Ooh. there. Hit those fucking bike rack hard. Three, three, three minutes remaining. I don't know if they're following actual time or just making shit up to hurry things along. <laughs> Which I would totally do if I was a timekeeper. Every minute would be 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sherry's out there. What a sport she is, man. She just gets involved in everything. She's, she's one of the best women in wrestling ever. Oh, yeah. I've never got that promo she, she put off of, you know, her and um, Alondra Blaze had that promo battle. Yes. Back that we covered. Oh. That was fucking gold, dude. So awesome. That's on the radar. I bet so many people don't know of that. Don't even know about that, yeah. I didn't. I'm going to have to go back it. and take video of it and post it. I'm more than an average wrestling fan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't need them. I'm like, I'm like borderline hardcore, so. Oh, shit. Sabu just does a springboard moonsault off the second rope into the crowd. That was dope. Onto a table and misses. And misses Shane Douglas and crashes through the table. Paulie sends 911 in to check on Sabu. And Joey Styles calls him 911 at this point. The first time. Dude with his stretched out polo. Looking down at him. Oh, that's the security guy. That's the security. Damn security. But if I was there, I'd be like, the fuck you? Who? Fuck you. Fuck you. You got no security shirt on. You know, fucking smack me or something. Man, I know I'm one huge. That big security guy's pretty fucking huge too. But <laughs> all right, they're back in the ring. Nine one one's back over the guardrail. Shane Douglas nails a. Uh, what do you even call that move? It's a knee breaker. It's a strange move. You just you, you fold up the knee, you lift it up like a back break, but land on the knee. Shane um, Douglas just shot out a snot rocket. A knee breaker? I think that's what it's well, called. Well, yeah, that's what I said, knee breaker. But it happens every once in a while. It's not commonly called. Only 30 seconds remaining. Terry Funk's like, I'm coming out to this match right now. Yeah. Who the <laughs> fuck am I fighting? Who's the winner? His bandana on. Who the fuck's like a, the winner? I don't know if it's a head. old man. <laughs> so what happens here? 30 seconds hasn't gone by yet. Sabu's outside of the ring at this point when he should be trying to win the match to get a title match. Yeah, Terry Funk has like a fucking <laughs> a karate kid bandana on. Yeah, what is that? Like, 
It's the fucking Miyagi. It's the Miyagi. This <laughs> <laughs> is <his> manager. <laughs> the crowd's all on their feet, though. Oh, yeah. They're like, here he is. All right, so. This is the act they've been waiting for. Yeah, so here it is. So Douglas is outside of the ring. Sabu's outside of the ring. It looks like the number one contenders match is going to end in a draw. Because they're both going to be counted out, I suppose. Which we haven't heard word of yet. I don't know why the ref needs to follow people into the crowd. Stay in the fucking ring. Yo, the ref. Count him out. That's one of my biggest gripes with refs is why are you following these guys into danger? <laughs> Stay in the ring. I would love to just be a ref. <laughs> do things the way I want to do them. That was your calling, Mike. You missed it. <laughs> Let me just do this as a side job and like do it down the middle of the straight way. No fucking gimmicks. I'm not going out to the crowd. Beat the fuck each other up and I'm counting you out. Match is over. But they're in the ring and I guess this match has started now. And Sabu is taking a breather, I guess. He's, <laughs> he's just gone from this match. But this is now a triple threat match. When triple threat matches were unheard of. I don't think there was one in WCW or WWF at this point. Yeah, you didn't really see Yeah, you're right. Now you see him all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. The main event at WrestleManias and shit. Yep. So this is pretty groundbreaking at the time. So maybe that's why this match is considered to be a classic, even, it's, even if it's not necessarily a classic, because you're starting off the match with one-on-one. -on -one. It's Shane Douglas versus Terry Funk at this point. Sabu's missing in action. Yeah, and we're already you know, three, four minutes into this new match. Just for the ECW Heavyweight Championship. This is a dead spot in the match right now. Ring's empty. Who, are, who the fuck are these, like, fans or, like, that production crew? It looked ringside. I, mean, they have I don't ECW know if hats, so they're probably crew. Yeah, it looks like crew, or it looks like magazine photographers. But the crowd's kind of in a lull, even right now, too. Nice DDT, though, from Terry Funk to Shane Douglas, right in the center of the ring. As Sherry tries to root on her man, a franchise. Referee looks fucking blown up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> saying he just got off a fucking bender. <laughs> it looks like us after a fucking visit to Scotty's after the golf tournament. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's, I, I feel like he looks. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Whole day of drinking in the sun and then... <laughs> And by the time you get to the pub, it's it's dark and it's, it feels yeah. like it should be a whole new day. Yeah, I should have been home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I guess that won't be happening this year. We'll see. No. 
I almost just lost my spot here, but I think we're good. What do you got for a time? Oh, yeah, that's a good thing to do right now. I got yeah. 1, 15, 36, 37, 38. All right, we're good. We're good. Okay. Oh, DDT like from Terry Funk. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but DDT there by Funk, big one. Yeah, you can see a fan in the front row trying to give a chair. Isn't that crazy? Like, what is security doing? This, yeah, you can give you chairs. It's allowed. Three chairs in the ring now. Ah, uh, Cherry's in the ring. Terry Funk's throwing chairs at her. <laughs> she doesn't care. She goes right into the danger zone. The ref nonchalant kicks him out. Look later. Oh shit! Chairs again. <laughs> Flown into the ring. <laughs> Terry Funk's Fuck bring him on. Nah, bring him on. <laughs> I love this. Fans are fucking this throwing chairs in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. That's great. Not. Far from now, we're not too far off from it, but it's going to lead to Terry Funk doing a similar thing in which the ring gets entirely filled with chairs. <laughs> it fucking knocks him, even knocks oh, him out. Tonight? No, it's not this night, but it's coming. At least I don't think it's this night. I think it's later, but that's fucking awesome. Even that they're starting to do that. Which may be another reason why this is considered <laughs> to be one of the first hardcore like shows. Yeah, what, what, I mean, what I can see why they called the night the line was crossed. The way this this match is trending, at least. Oh yeah! Oh fuck! Another DDT. Hey, it's basically DDT City here from Terry Funk. But that DDT was special because all those chairs that the fans threw in, and he just set them up. He he set up Shane Douglas right onto those chairs and. Shane is selling. Hell of a job selling. Sherry's trying to fucking motivate his ass. She's doing a hell of a job as a manager. As compared to what we saw earlier during Snooker's match with Hunter Q. Robbins, a turd, just standing around like a dope. <laughs> and he sucks. Oh! Shane Douglas went across the ring. And did like a headbutt to Terry Funk's ass. <laughs> but Terry Funk's selling the shit out of it. Yeah, he is. Throwing, throwing chairs around while he's on the floor. Oh, Sugar Shane. Sugar Shane. <laughs> What's this? Angle for oh. slam? Oh, no. Yeah, kind of like the angle slam. Like nice a side suplex. Slam. Alright, so Shane Douglas only gets a two count there. Nice and we're still missing Sabu, which has not been mentioned at yeah, all. That's right. I forgot about that. He's gonna come in and win this, isn't he? But <laughs> <laughs> Terry Funk is knocked outside of the ring, and Shane Douglas goes to follow. A whip into the guardrail. This match is making up for the entire show. I almost forget about the rest of the show. Now that this is going on. Not that this is great. But it's just. Quality performers. Putting on a good fight. 
And how much of a technical match could you be expecting from Terry Funk at this point in his career? They definitely winded, though. Yeah. Just look, you can just see it in the way Shane's kind of like. Right, and that's probably why Terry Funk took the first 15 minutes off. So that's probably why they said, all right, the first 15 minutes are going to be Shane Douglas versus Sabu. And then Terry Funk comes in. Then the next 45 minutes will be a combination of Funk versus Douglas. Hey, don't be surprised. It's probably be like a fucking ladder match <laughs> where Sabu comes in and then Terry Funk's gone for like five minutes, ten minutes. <laughs> Something like that. Or even Shane Douglas. They keep posting this presented in the most complete form possible due to original production difficulties. They do, but they're not editing anything. Yeah, they're kind of spamming it now. I think... I think the only reason why they keep putting that disclaimer is that maybe the angles are shitty. So, like, right now we don't see much going on. So they just want to tell the audience, like, yeah, this is not us, you know, this is the best we got. <laughs> now, we say that all the uh, time, is that... Titties in the green shirt, look at those. Oh, shit. Oh, they look better from the front. <laughs> Far from good. Good from afar. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it's one of those terms. situations. <laughs> what would you say? Good in relevant terms. Yeah. The rest of that crowd. But it is probably one of those situations where they're just saying, hey, this isn't a good shot, it's not our fault. This is not WWE. This is ECW. Because you know, we would notice, we would understand. But people that buy the network, they say, oh, let me check out this ECW thing that they have. Have no fucking clue what it is. Like, oh, this sucks. And think it's WWE. Alright, so they're back in the ring, and Shane Douglas is going to hit a nice DDT on the funk. This is fucking DDT City. Oh, Shane Douglas doesn't get the three count, and he grabs the ref. We know that because it's not his finisher. Right. Oh, right, roll up here. Hey, how come the... You know... I've said numerous times, where the fuck Sabu? But he should be counted out already. <laughs> like, if this is now a three-way match, then you're not fucking in this match anymore. Yeah, you, you make a because you haven't been here. You make a damn good point, bro. Like, come on, dude. You're gonna fucking take a breather for half the match and then show up. Come on, Paul Heyman. I thought you were a fucking good storyteller and a good writer. This bullshit in your first fucking big match that you ever done. You well, he did also show up and hit fucking Scary Sherry with a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the big moments of the night the line was crossed, is that he hit her in the head. Like, that's the big thing that was crossing the line. It's like, no, it's not about that, dumb fuck. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they try to, like push later on is always during recaps of this is him hitting Cherry. Like, how much has that played into this? Because where the fuck are you now? Where's Heyman? <laughs> Heyman's gone. Where's 911? I heard him screaming. 
Yeah, where did 911 go? It's like they all w went away with Sabu. They're getting freshly sliced deli meats. <laughs> yeah. Back, Back in the uh, refreshment area. <laughs> right, so we have a ref out at this point now. And he he probably appreciates the break. Three, four, five, six. Oh, JV's six doing count. the count. <laughs> got a six count. Just As, the crowd's sleeping. Yeah. Look at the way he's hanging on the ropes. Terry Funk has <laughs> just rolled out, but he's hanging on. Sherry's going to give him a nice slap. No pun intended. <laughs> There you go. Sherry giving those cheap shots there. <laughs> Doing heel things. She's great. Shane Douglas is going to come out. The referee is sitting up, watching the action, but not doing anything. Talking to somebody at ringside. Yeah, who the fuck are these guys just hanging out? You got the ring announcer. Looks like Jason is talking to the ref. Alright, so Shane Douglas is setting up Terry Funk. On the ring apron. Funk is hanging onto the apron. Falls to the mat. And now Douglas is going to get down. And he's being told to fuck off by the crowd. Getting some good heel heat. As always. Joey Styles just mentions that he thinks Shane Douglas is going to win this three-way matchup. That has never been a three-way matchup. As we are now 14 minutes into the match. It has not been a three-way match. We had Douglas versus Sabu, and now Douglas versus Funk. Sabu is still missing in action. So if you go to WWE Network and you look at the the recap, <laughs> slap fest. <laughs> you know, yeah, we get a slap fest here. Love that. But if you look Sorry, at the recap of the night the line was crossed, this is Terry Punk. Terry Funk puts the ECW Heavyweight Championship on the line against Shane Douglas and Sabu in a three-way dance. And, yeah, there's no three-way dance going on here at this point. And actually, the three-way dance term is not used in ECW until, like, 1995. So whatever 24-year-old is working at the network wrote this up. Learn your history. And the fact that there was a fucking number one contenders match that they didn't even recognize either. Because they didn't watch it. Alright, that's my beef. That's it. <laughs> now, holy shit! Terry Funk just smacked the shit hook. out of fucking... Or left, left hook the smack? Yeah, sm I would think Bloody it was mess. smack. MVP of the night, Shane Douglas. He dealt with Sabu for 15 minutes. Now he's dealing yeah, with Terry Funk for 15 minutes. Yeah, that's a good point, dude. He's doing double duty right here. Everybody else is I getting breaks. Sabu's, like, legitimately hurt or something. Yeah, what the fuck? He must be. Is he going to come back? Still a good amount of time left in this match. Dude, people look like shit in 1994. <laughs> In what sense? What do you mean? All, every sense of the word shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could just be the television cameras and... Probably looks worse than high def. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> sure, we can't see anything. They're going into the abyss right now. 
I'm not talking about the knockoff Mankind Undertaker character from TNA. But um, um. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Come on, Joey Styles. You're the commentator. Yeah, what is going on here? It's like, Talk. give me the, the technical. what's going on. Joey Styles, you're getting paid to do this. JV and I are just watching this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just observing. Right. It's not JV our job. Play by play. <laughs> We're trying to give information. We need your help. Tomahawk. But yeah, yeah, basically there was nothing going on there except for a fucking black hole. Oh, oh, Shane Douglas' <laughs> ass. It's like almost <laughs> naked. Yeah, what is going on? And Sherry even runs in to fucking put his tights back up for him. So you had Shane Douglas hanging over the guardrail. Terry Funk whips his ass out, which was right in the front of like a 12-year-old or 11-year-old. You see that kid right there? It was right in front of that kid's face. Traumatized right now. Yeah, I had a fucking guy's asshole and maybe even ball sack in my face. Like a fucking 33-year-old dude. <laughs> Oh, Terry Funk is mixing it up with the photographers at ringside. Oh, now he's got his, uh, looks like his wrist tape, I guess. And he's going to wrap it around Shane Douglas. Terry Funk is busted open at this point. Nothing like a little strangulation to get the circulation going. Hey, Chucky. That's a, that's a child's play. <laughs> Three reference. I knew it. Nothing like the strangulation. The circulation going. <laughs> you remind me of the kid from The Ringer that says, Hi, I'm Chucky, you want to play? Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I actually ever watched it. But <laughs> oh, dude, the movie's great. Would not be a good, would not go over well in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I know what it's all about. <laughs> now I want to watch it even more. Alright, so Sabu is back out of nowhere. Walking around the ring. So little timestamp. I'm at one hour thirty seven eight nine ten eleven. What about you, JV? Don't no, we're pitch. we're dead on. Okay. Yeah, we're dead on. Alright. So, Terry Bray taking a break, sitting down. Yeah, he's up at the Eagles about Nest. To do, about to do Joey Styles job. <laughs> he's got the mic. Oh shit. Oh. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> he wants them both up there. Shit. All right, so this is Terry Funk's break. <laughs> He's letting Sabu and Shane Douglas continue the action in the ring. Paul Lee's back all of a sudden. What the fuck was he doing? Checking the, uh, he was probably, you know what he was doing? He was checking the draw for the for the show. Yeah, counting the money. Yeah. Oh, did we make money? All right, I'll be back. <laughs> we need to sell five more t-shirts. Let's go. I guess you can't blame him for it at this point in the business. No. 
money. Money is what keeps this show going. Yeah. Well, All right, so we got a, we got hey, a triple threat. Going. There it is. Officially now, there's a three-way dance going on, or three a fatal three-way or triple threat match. I missed what the announcer said there. He gave us a little time limit. So the one thing is that's always said is that this is a 60-minute draw. Nothing. Obviously, they give something away, but it's a 60-minute match. But the first 15 minutes is a separate match. So not really is this a 60-minute match. This is a more of a 45-minute match. That's another thing that gets left out a lot. That this is not actually 60 minutes. Alright, so Paulie uses his fucking cordless phone again. 911 even came in there to do some damage. I hope Terry Funk wasn't trying to kip up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would bother to try that. But he is doing some headbutts like he's a bulldog. <laughs> Look at that. He's nailing Sabu. Shane Douglas. Blood stains. Yeah, he's got blood everywhere. Blood's on the mat. Hey, if, you, if you're there on a Friday or Saturday night, whatever this is, and you're having a good time, this is a good match. Just being there, checking this out. Rude Awakening. Yep. Love that move. Nice. Swinging neckbreaker from Funk onto Sabu. JV called the Rude Awakening. Oh, Terry Funk just tosses the ref down. I think he'd disqualify him, kick him out of the match, and make this a one-on-one -on -one match. <laughs> Shane Douglas versus Sabu for the title. Got a disqualified Funk for that shit. But no, a lot of discretion on the referee's part. You can kick the shit out of me. I'll let you keep fighting. Shane Douglas working cross on face, Sabu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Sabu's got the cross face. Attempting a cross face. Attempting. Oh, so now we're getting some three-way action, which, as I said about ten minutes ago, is something that hadn't been no the norm back in 94. At least... Is that the countdown? At least in WCW and WWF. What? What's that? What's this tapping supposed to be? This ain't Sabu. The chaining Sabu. Oh, Terry Funk headbutt Sherry. <laughs> Jeez. So brutal. All right, what is this? Oh, we got a triple, triple sleeper. Triple sleeper. <laughs> Holy shit. This is probably one of the first times this happened, unless it happened in Japan or Mexico somewhere. <laughs> first time in America. Yeah. Well, it's a contrived spot, I guess. You know, it's like, eh. I feel like somebody needs to break this hold up. Like, 911's out there. Paulie. Sherry. Sherry should jump. Since Sherry just got headbutt, she should jump on the back of Terry Funk and, like, go crazy to break that up. That would have been a cool spot. But it breaks up. Kind of naturally. And Shane Douglas clotheslines Terry Funk right outside of the ring. But now Shane is still kind of dazed. And Sabu is going to go after him. 
But Shane is still fighting back. Shin shin kicks? Yeah, with some shin kicks. And and outside of the ring, we can't really see it here. But Sherry is kicking Terry Funk. Shane Douglas going for a figure four. Which is kind of an insult. Insult move. He hates Ric Flair. Does he? Yeah. I hate Ric Flair. He loved Ric Flair. He loved Ric Flair growing up and watching wrestling and early as a wrestler. But in his time in WCW, he learned Ric Flair to be like a politician and a liar. He thought he got fucked over by Flair when he was a booker and a wrestler. So he's always had shitty feelings towards Ric Flair since 93. So right before he came to ECW is when he hated him the most. Never meet your heroes. (laughs) And that's what he says, too. Even in his podcast that he has today, he says, that's the thing that's always said. You never meet your heroes because they're going to disappoint you. And that's what he did to me. He he took on that kind of role as like, you know, the franchise... I, I even think the franchise is part of that. Like, I'm going to be the, like, the good Ric Flair. <laughs> Whatever. You know, just in his mind. But there's a lot of Shane Douglas stories where people would say, oh, he's, he's, he's the asshole. Other people aren't the asshole. But who knows? All right, Sabu just fucked up that spot. Big time. Yeah, he's really hurt. Yeah, Sabu. Yeah, well, he has his knee, and and if he is not really hurt, then that's a cool sell, like to act injured and fuck the spot up. Because so often, as wrestling fans, are easy to say, "Oh, he fucked that spot up." Maybe he was supposed to fuck that spot up. Maybe that's part of the story, that he's injured, and he can't really do everything he usually does. There's Sherry in the ring now, trying to fuck with Sabu even more. Yeah, I'd be willing to think that. That maybe Sabu isn't really injured. He's just selling. I don't know why Paulie's just rolling oh, in yeah. and out. Fat slob. <laughs> not at this point. He's actually yeah, he's not, even fat. He's not that bad here. Probably smaller than I am. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Well, maybe. I think he's shorter than I am, so. Fucking the Ron brothers out here. Fucking Shitty, nasty three. boys. Inbreds. Yeah. <laughs> the, new, the new breed. <laughs> the inbreds. The new, that's a new <laughs> one. You didn't say that yet. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's new. It's fresh material here. There you go. Shit. Ooh. A not-so-perfect flex. Oh. What a nice move. Oh, man. Carried out. He, no, he's got to be injured. He couldn't even do the Hurricane Rana. Who's that just... getting carried out? Uh, I'll take a look in a second. But Sabu just went for Hurricane Rana. Terry Funk is being carried out by the new breed. Not the new breed, but the... Uh, is it the new breed? Yeah, whatever. The fucking Rottens. Well, Sabu is missing a bunch of spots. And maybe it is... Because of story, maybe he's just fucking not that good. 
Sabu also does have a fucking rip in his ass. <laughs> I just noticed it. Ripping his parachute pants. <laughs> well, there was one funny spot that just happened about 30 seconds ago is that Sherry knocked Paulie's hat off his head and exposed his bald head. Now he's like, <laughs> now he's protecting his hat. Because <laughs> he doesn't want his Paulie. bald head out there. Yeah, Paulie. Paulie bald. <laughs> All right, so now you have you have two syllables in your name. Bald spot following it is good. It works. <laughs> Paulie bald spot. Johnny bald spot. Johnny Paulie. Bobby's bald spot. Paulie's bald spot. <laughs> Ian Rotten. Ian and Axel Rotten in the ring, causing more distraction. These guys look like they smell like shit. Look at they smell like stale funyuns. Funyuns. Yeah, I can smell it from here. Yeah. I can smell it from here. <laughs> These ropes look like they're gonna give again. Yeah, they got a shitty ass ring situation going on here. I'm gonna blame Mike Mikey Whipwreck, because he was on the ring crew here. <laughs> and he had said he was gonna be on our show and he blew us off. But <laughs> Mikey, you're the you're the reason why Mike Awesome yeah. busted those ropes here. <laughs> the night the line was crossed. We just figured it out on the extreme cast. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you were too lazy to get back to us, you were too lazy to do the ring the right way back in 1994. <laughs> and I'm just kidding in case you want to be on. <laughs> yeah. We take it back. <laughs> because there's much more Mikey Wick... Mikey Whipwreck to come, so... That'd be cool. That would be awesome. We'd love to have him here. His fucking... His podcast is so cool. He's laid back is and it? cool. I didn't know he had one. Yeah, he's just shooting the shit kind of guy. It's funny. It's kind of like Bill Burr. He doesn't have any script. He yeah. just starts talking. That, those are my favorite podcasts. Yeah. Chris D'Elia, Bill Burr, yep. Fighter and the Kid, all those guys. When you have a lot of information and experience, you don't have... You don't need a script. You just talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Mikey, if you... Well, if any of you guys in BTT Army have a better connection, because, you know, he's pretty accessible, so put out the word that you want him on the Extreme ECW livecast. All right, so we got... This fucking Donnybrook breaking down. I don't like how the Rottens are involved in this match at this point. But it's like I was saying earlier, it's kind of like everyone needs a break. So, you know, how long can Sabu go in the ring? We can see, like, he's kind of a shit show in the ring. So just have him out there fighting the Rottens. He can't even walk. So I take back what I was saying about him maybe possibly selling. I don't think he is. I think he's fucked up. <laughs> I think he's fucked up. Yeah. And now, they're back in the ring. Douglas and Sabu. The Rons are out of the scene at this point, finally. Oh, yeah. So there he goes down again. Where the fuck is Terry Funk at this point? But when you're trying to put on an hour-long match, essentially from the two matches, you're going to need those breaks. Oh, yeah. 
and you're going to need some distractions like the Rottens coming in or even 911 or Sherry running in there. But who's the consummate performer here in this match? It's the franchise. It's the fran oh, yeah. Right. Count. right. It's the one that's always been involved in the match. I so He's definitely showing the stamina. Oh, yeah. Oh, Paulie beating the fuck out of, I believe that's Ian, the uglier of the two, if you can even decide that. I guess that's preference, but. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind. There's no wrong yeah. answer. Oh, it is. It actually, it is Ian, though, so I was right. <laughs> There's no wrong answer. It just looks like the goof one, like the goofy one. Like, at least Axel I'd be kind of yeah. afraid of. Ian's like, yeah, he's a dumb fuck. Yeah, this guy's soft. Yeah, <laughs> fucking dumbass. Ooh. Shot by Paulie. Yeah, the caller's phone's getting busted open over Ian's head as 911 holds him. 911 needs to be doing some choke slams to these bitches. But now they're getting close to the exit. You can see fucking trucks driving by in the background. It's weird to think that that's the entrance right there. Everyone's like... Yeah, it is. Their, their back is up against the entrance of the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no... That's like, the fucking door right there. Yeah. <laughs> the street totally is right there. No, like, hall or entryway, waiting area. Yeah, they put up a little fucking thing in, just in the way of the doors. That's it. So you can't just walk in randomly off the street. What the fuck? And they went out there for a breather. Get some fresh air. That's what, that's probably what Shane Douglas did. And Dude, I need to breathe some fresh air. This place is fucking 90 degrees. Which is what's yeah, been said been, about this place. Yeah. It's been going on for like a fucking hour. Right. I need some fresh air. It smells like <laughs> shit in here. It smells like German bologna. <laughs> Wunderbar. Wunderbar? Wunderbar bologna. It's jamming. <laughs> Shit. Back in the ring, Shane Douglas takes a nut shot from a mule Got kick. Blood loss, nut shots. Mule kick by Seven Terry back Funk. In the ring. They're all back in the ring finally for the last Seven 10 minutes of the match. And another Jesus. mule kick. The Sabu. Everywhere. The referee's down. Paulie's laughing outside the ring. Everybody gets a dick shot. The crowd's not hot, but they're standing at attention. Headbutt. Weak, weak one. Another weak one. Oh, oh Terry Fox stumbling, <laughs> bumbling around. It's like me on a late night. Boom. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I'll just sleep right here. Yep, that's it. Go to bed. Well, he gets back up, though. It's the best when you're like really hammered and you're just like <laughs> most uncomfortable spot. It feels so comfortable. You're just like, oh, I'll sleep right here. Fuck it. Oh, man. Wow, Sabu now has the strength to do a super yeah. uh, power bump. No, not power bump. A fucking body slam. Oh, shit. Oh, what was he thinking? Has he hit one? Oh, my God. Nope. Sabu is fucked up. I think it's a yeah, rope. No, it has to be. Because now... Right, there you go. Yeah, you're right, JV. It has to be a rope issue. He went from the second... Try a moonsault. The third rope. Well, you started with the third, down to the second to do a moonsault in the center of the ropes, not the corner. This is like 
This is like when you get that wrestling ring as a kid and the ropes get all stretched out. And you're like, I need an adult to fix this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he did realize at that point, is I can only use the corners because that's the strongest spot. Yeah. So he did two suplexes from one corner and then just set up and slammed on another one. Uh, but now we have a cover going on. Sabu's covering Douglas, but Terry Funk has jumped on Douglas. But the ref's drunk, so. Yeah, the ref's down, and Paulie's trying to wake him up. Sherry's chasing Paulie off to prevent it. Good management move there. Not like Hunter Q would just be standing there with his thumb up his ass. Nothing. Has no idea of storytelling and wrestling. Good powerbomb? Oh, it looked like a... Ooh, power driver. I, I missed that move. Have we seen a belly-to-belly belly from the franchise yet? No, not yet. We haven't yet. Glad you pointed that out because I didn't even think of it. Oh, man, we got to see that. And that was a good spot, too. So he, he hits the pile driver on Funk, but then hits a suplex onto Sabu. But why would you set Sabu up for a potential cover? Because the ref's dead. Yeah, why is he trying to revive yeah, the ref? Yeah, he, he wants to revive the ref. Maybe, right. maybe he thought he was going to push. A little switcheroo. Push Sabu off. Oh. So that was kind of sloppy spot there. The ref does make a count. Terry Funk does kick out. Sabu's now in the advantage spot where he's stomping on both Terry Funk and Shane Douglas. And Sabu is going to do some shitty-ass moves like, like I would do when I thought I was a wrestler when I was in fifth grade. Just doing little side splashes like they were moonsaults. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I could do a moonsault and just do a fucking side splash. I've never done a flip. In my life. <laughs> the only time I did a flip was in a pool, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that don't count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, Shane Douglas got Terry Funk up for a suplex. Oh, and it hit the ref. The Terry ref Funk's foot hit the ref, and he woke up. Then Sabu splashes on to Shane Mr. Douglas here. Oh, the ref's up. Oh, the ref Ooh. counts with two. Two guys kick out. I guess it was a double cover. Couldn't really tell that from the angle. But Sherry pulled Douglas's foot out to help him. Sabu goes for the camel clutch onto Terry Funk. I've never seen this. And now Shane Douglas jumps on the back of Sabu and is not doing a clutch, but he's pulling at his nose. The referee has yeah. no say in this. Definitely uncomfortable. Because he's still down. And we're getting a lot of action here. We haven't had an update on the time. Oh, here we go. Yep. So five minutes Yep, left. so five minutes. I thought it was about that time. So five minutes remaining. Sherry Funk. Sherry Funk. <laughs> Sherry has jumped onto Funk. And he flips her off. Ooh. Some kind of bottle just flew into the ring. Terry Funk set it up for a suplex on Sensational Sherry. Lifts her up. Ooh. Boom, down. Sherry taking bumps like a <laughs> champ. Sherry's taking as many bumps as fucking Sabu. <laughs> Intentional bumps. These ropes have been fucked up for Sabu, that's for sure. Ooh. Look, yeah, see, even when Douglas just goes into that rope after that clothesline to Terry Funk, you see how loose the ropes are. Yeah, these ropes aren't. These aren't OSHA certified. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, the Occupational Safety and Health Act is not working properly here at the ECW Arena on February 5th, 1994. He said 50, 58 near falls in this match. <laughs> He's counting them bullshit. I don't think there's anything close to that. It's probably been like 10. 10 count. 10 pinfalls. Back body drop from Sabu on to Shane Douglas as Terry Funk looks on. And he's going to go out to Sabu now. Shane Douglas is down on the mat. Sherry is in the middle of the ring. I don't know why at this point, um, why Heyman doesn't get involved. Paulie Dangerously doesn't just go into the ring. As Terry Funk just lobo Sabu. So Terry Funk is the last man standing here with three minutes remaining. I'm at 152, 25, 26, 27. Yep, we're on. We're dead on. I don't know what the fuck that was, an ear gouge? Yeah, what the hell was that? He had like a glove and he put it in Shane Douglas's ear. That was stupid. Alright, so Sabu's kicking Funk out of the ring. Douglas is still hanging on in the ring and about to be pushed out. Oh, we just got a big uh. cut. In the match. I think this audio from here on out might sound like shit in the background, so just a heads up to the listeners. Yep, so the, the video quality totally just changed, and the audio has changed at this point. So that's what the network had just warned us to as they put a disclaimer. But what you have going on in the outside of the ring is a atomic drop to Paul Heyman from Terry Funk. But it is tough to see everything else. <laughs> Man, how do you go from that to this? The fuck? Alright, Shane Douglas is climbing to the top rope. Sabu is body pressed by Shane Douglas. There's only one, mi one minute remaining, so they basically skipped two minutes in the match, I believe. Terry Funk doesn't know who to cover. He's <laughs> like, who's the best opportunity to cover? Shane, Sabu, he's going back and forth. Oh, the audio looks better now. Did, did yours change? <laughs> yeah, but it still sounds like shit. Okay. The, the video is much clearer, though. All right, so now Shane Douglas is going for a pinfall. There's no ref, so... I never understood that. If there's no ref, then why even bother? All right, so the ref is back in the ring. Sabu is... Getting up, Shane Douglas has Terry Funk set up for Sherry, but Sherry goes for a swing. Funk ducks, nails Douglas. We're down to ten, seven count. You can hear it here. Three, two, one. Nobody was pinned as we get down to the final seconds of this match. As it ends, the bell rings. It is a draw. Now, a draw, okay. I would want a clear defined winner. <laughs> now, after watching an hour of it, give me a clear winner. But, Look at that bottom rope, how fucked up it is. Oh my god, it's or so someone's loose. Someone's pulling on it, but they, they, you're not supposed to be able to pull on a rope that easily. 
Now. So Terry Funk keeps the title. And this is, like I said earlier, considered to be one of the big ECW matches of its early years. It's a back and forth kind of match. You know, it's very lengthy. There's good spots, there's bad spots. There's a lot of wrong with it. But Shane Douglas was the star of the match, I do have to say. Alright, so, JV, we're going to lay out for these promos again? Yes. Alright, so let's lay out and take a listen to Terry Funk, then Shane Douglas, and then the confrontation between Shane Douglas and Terry Funk. And Chabu and Shane Douglas, and Terry, if we can just get a few words from you tonight. You know, I'm going to tell you people something. That, uh... <laughs> I love wrestling i've loved it all my life and i'm going to tell you that uh i'm not real proud of the way that it's evolved in a lot of places in the uh country i don't believe that the wcw is worth a damn i think it ridicules my profession and i think that we have uh bunch of people that don't have any respect for a profession running those organizations and the WWF. I'm not talking about the the guys individually, but I'm talking about the way that they have belittled my profession because I think that I'm an athlete and I think that I was out there tonight with a hell of a lot of competitors in that ring that uh, were not even only wrestling, they were, they were wrestling with their heart. And I don't particularly like the opponents that I was against, but they damn sure gave the fans their money's worth, and I think that uh, I did too. I think ECW has come a long way. I think that you got guys like that, that have come from, from nowhere. I'm talking about the Sandmans. I'm talking about the other guys. I'm talking about the old timers. I'm talking about Jimmy Snooker. And we've all seen this organization grow. And I am really proud of it. And I'm very proud to be wearing this belt around my waist. And I told you people before, hey, I'm an old man, but I'm making my stand. And I'm making it here with the ECW. And those other people can go to hell. Because we're here, and we're here to stay. And we're going to become an organization that's not producing something for kids. I mean, we're not. We're athletic. And I think that we're a sport. And I know that we've got a lot of guys here that are wrestling their heart off, and I'm not trying to take anything from anybody else, but I have respect for Shane Douglas, and I have respect for Sabu, and I have respect for all of the guys that are EC with ECW, and I want to thank you people out there for being hardcore fans, and that's what we're playing to as a hardcore fans, and I want you to know that I love you, and thank you very much for supporting 
me, and I really appreciate it. Such a nice promo. Well, there you have it from a very emotional, very genuine. Punk, as I yeah. said before, genuine, and also sets up what ECW is all about. It's gonna be hardcore. It's now for WWF fans. It's for real hardcore fans. All right, let's uh, listen to what Todd Gordon has to say. Dangerously will be coming to the microphone next. I want to thank all of you who attended, especially you from out of town, out of state, all of you who came tonight. We're waiting right now the arrival of Paulie Dangerously and Sabu. Should be here shortly. Uh, if there are any other questions, uh, there are refreshments in the back of the room. Anyone who's waiting for that, uh, waiting for just a few more people to come. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Oh boy. There's Paulie. What's he gonna do? Ooh, Sabu is all fucking nuts. You know, Todd, you can do this one if you want. Gentlemen, please. This is cool. Sabu has absolutely nothing to say about this match. The travesty of justice. Shane Douglas is absolutely the most disgraceful human being I've ever met in my life. As for Terry Funk coming out of like a crybaby, this is not impressed Sabu. Sabu should still be the ECW heavyweight champion. It was a conspiracy between Terry Funk and Shane Douglas, and I'm not so emotional about it in any 60-minute draw. The referee was unconscious for too long. Terry Funk was eliminated. We all saw Terry Funk get eliminated. And if the referee... No, she's not showing the table. The fact of the matter is that, the, is that when Terry Funk went down with the injured knee, Shane Douglas could have pounced on top of him. The, re, the, re, the, referee, the, re, the referee played favorites, chose to protect Terry Funk. It was disgusting. As far as I'm concerned, that would have, Terry Funk should have been eliminated right there. The referee was fucked up. Oh, man. Shane Douglas saw himself, and Shane Douglas cannot fight man-to-man with Sabu. And that's all I have to say, and that's all i got to say to you. We want our money, and that's all i got to say to you. And I don't think you're a very good announcer in the hell with the book. <laughs> I don't think you're a very good announcer. It reminds me of Trump, <laughs> where today a, Trump was like, I, I just said you're a bad reporter. <laughs> that was a nasty question. That was a nasty question. You're a bad reporter. <laughs> All right, here's the man, Shane Douglas. Self-proclaimed Terry Funk, and I beat his ass right in the center of the ring. I took Sabu, the crazy man of wrestling, and I beat his ass in the center of the ring. I sent them both back to the dressing room, Mr. Gordon. As a result of that, I want you to declare me right now in front of this TV camera, in front of the entire world, as the ECW heavyweight champion to prove that I am the franchise. Sherry saw it. The whole world saw it. Philadelphia, you witnessed it live. Professional wrestling as it was meant to be. Ass-kicking. Take no names. Beat the hell out of whoever's in front of you. Terry Funk, I smashed your knee to obliterate. When I took you with that chair outside the ring. I don't ring, think that's a word. Literally. Even the crazy man Sabu and <laughs> people looked at me and said, oh my God, it's the end of an era. Finally put to rest. <laughs> funk family. <laughs> funk that funk family. <laughs> you keep your mouth shut. You keep your mouth shut. You can fire me if you want to. You can take me out of this territory if you want to. But you can't stop the franchise. Someplace, sometime, I will be heavyweight champion. Now, as it goes for you, Mr. Styles, and anybody else, and all you other son sitting out here today, I've had it up to here. I've come to Philadelphia, and I've watched people in the audience hold up signs and call me every name in the book. I've seen people outside the arena call me names, say things about my family, say things about Sherry. I've seen people, and what do you want? And what do you want? All right, Terry Funk's on the scene. It's going to get hot. What's wrong with you? Are you some kind of a fool or what? Am I some kind of a fool? What are you out here? All I've got to ask you, Mr. Funk, what you were 10 years ago was a legend. 
What you are today is an old man, a shell of yourself. The legs, <laughs> after tonight, certainly aren't what they used to be. Muhammad Ali knows what it's like when the legs go. Look at your face. Take a look in the mirror around you. Ask the media, how's his face look? You've been beat to a pulp. Now I've been beat up tonight. Take a look, Philadelphia. Look at his face. Look at my face. Look who's standing tall. Terry Funk, you were a beaten man tonight. I sit here and listen to you call me an old man. I've listened to you ridicule me, and yeah, maybe I've had better days. Damn right. But I don't think that you have any right to go ahead and say that. I came in here, I paid compliments to you. I paid compliments to Sabu. I paid compliments to everybody because I think you're a good athlete and a heck of a guy. The best. But you didn't walk out of there with this thing around your waist, and you know you didn't. Terry Funk, let me tell you something. And you ought to know this after 25 years in this man. Don't call me an old man. You, I gave you your time. You let me talk. As the franchise of ECW, I've got every right to come out here and say what I want to say. Paying compliments to Shane Douglas, paying compliments to Sabu, don't pay the bills. The gold pays the bills. Now, I want Todd Gordon right here and now to declare me the champion because you were dragged out. You were carried out of the arena tonight by your own men. That's not a champion to me. Sabu was carried out by his own men, both of you at the hands of the franchise. To me, that means that I'm the heavyweight champion. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, Mr. Funk. Good argument. You want great, this great argument. So He's right. I said earlier that I've drawn a line. I'll tell you something. You made a mistake put your finger by calling me an old man. I won't put my finger in your place. I have no intention of doing that. But your biggest mistake was whenever you called me an old man, because first of all, what is it going to look like whenever this old man whips your butt? And as far as this belt is concerned, you can have this belt. I'm giving it to you. I'm Give giving it, it to you. Giving it to yeah, me. It. Terry Funk. I'm giving it to you. I am giving you the... Giving me the belt? No, that's silly. That is so silly. No, no, Todd, be quiet, because that's that's silly. And I know that... I, I'm, I'm sorry that wasn't very respectful to you, but I'm telling you, you take that belt. And you know why you can take that belt? Because it's going to be the biggest thrill to me on the fifth. Whenever I, whenever I take the thing back from you, that's what's going to give me the biggest elation. Because I'm going to show you that this old man is not as easy to push around as you think he is, as you should have found out tonight. Terry Funk. Don't put my you. finger on your chest. I understand that. I you won't don't have to give me any belt, I Terry Funk. I won't touch you with my You don't have to chest. give me a belt, you old piece of hey, You don't have to give me the belt. Cause I'm taking the belt. How's that, huh? How's that, you son of a? Huh? Smack them in the face. This fucking brawling on the ground. The fucking like a hotel lobby. It's like the same hotel lobby that Sherry and Medusa had their thing. Gotta be. That was fucking awesome. Shane Douglas, man, that was great. Let's go. Kevin Sullivan's there. 
Rottens. Ah, shit. There it is. That's why it's called The Night the Line Was Crossed. Because of that promo right there. That was it? Yeah, that, that wraps up the show. That was awesome. That was a great second half of the show. Yeah, so, yeah, the second half is the match. Franchise definitely earned his name, the franchise, there. Right, he is the franchise. Like you said, I'm the franchise of ECW. And he's totally right. And they... Paulie has Paulie must have a good plan for him to be the dude from that point forward. You know, Sabu's out of commission, it seems like. Get it on franchise. Have another nice match with Terry Funk. And then franchise can go to Sabu after. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh I can't wait to continue forward as we move on. In two weeks, we'll be back. With episode 21, which will be covering Hardcore TV, episodes 44 and 45, possibly even 46. So that would be February 15th and the 22nd and March 1st of 1994. So that will be coming up in two weeks. JB, anything further you want to say about the match or you want to save our comments until next time? We'll save our comments till next time. All right, so you know, in two weeks we'll get back to it. We'll be talking about the the fallout. We talked a little bit about the fallout last episode because, you know, the way that this episode fell was this was February fifth. The the next show was February eighth. So we got a little bit of it. We had that promo in the last episode. We heard it here again. So we've talked a little bit about it, but we'll talk more about it as things progress next week or in two weeks rather when we cover February 15th and the 22nd of ECW Hardcore TV from episodes 44 and 45. So we'll be back in two weeks with that. And also, don't forget about us on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this week we have episode 66, which is covering October through November of 2000. And also, be sure to check us out on Twitter. Follow us at ExtremeCast. And for the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, follows at Bottom Line Cast. And if you want to follow us personally on Twitter, I'm at MPRU83. And JV is at John Van Damage. And also, plug it out to your friends. Thank you guys. BTT, BTT Army, you're always great. And just keep listening and spread the word. Hope you enjoy it. And hang in there. Wash your fucking hands. and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks so long
It's the end of the world as we know it.